0: All of this is wasted if we can't show impact or have an impact on our All of us have a story to tell. It's about impact. It's about mentorship. To check out our website. More exclusive content on www.mask.com. It's about entrepreneurs coming together to say, I have a journey of my own. That journey is not perfect, but... I want to see if there's things that I've learned that I can impart on others. Rolling. Um Welcome to the Match Startup Podcast. Um, so today we have a really special um, segment of the podcast where really I just want to chat about something that's happening in um, Lucho's journey, which is building out um really amazing partnerships with people that really really care about what the future of media in africa looks like and enabling the creators that really matter um in doing that um i just want to introduce you to steve steve say hi hi cool <laughs> <laughs> thanks Steve. i want to introduce <laughs> you to um my new partners as well um Luanda and tulu say hi guys
1: hello hello yeah.
0: well, uh steve um just tell us what new reality studios is um hmm. so it's technically it's a
2: real-time production studio right um real-time is the type of rendering techniques that we use to make content so like you get offline rendering companies and you get uh real-time rendering companies offline companies are the guys who make like animations that take like four or five years to make real-time production companies are guys who use game engines to make stuff right so we're like a content studio that makes content and experiences and applications for um for enterprise and companies all focused around virtual and augmented reality we're basically a vr and ar studio um you know but we have a specific kind of you know service and offering that that you know makes us unique in the market
0: and why did you build a podcast studio
2: because uh, you guys asked for one. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> no, no, to be honest, uh, we built one because we have a, a pretty strong community in uh, VR and AR in South Africa. And we do a, a monthly podcast for the We Are VR community. And um, I was like, okay, cool, I'll cover that. And we did. And then as soon as Leander started spamming me about his <laughs> podcast, I was like, where are you recording this? He's like, at home. I was like, no, come here. And that's how this whole thing started. Like, I already invested in all this equipment. I had the plan to have the space just dedicated for our our content. But then I thought that would just be pointless. Like, let's open it up more people. Let's more people use it and, you know, find their own space in the market. I've done a lot of these projects where it's like we don't really know it's going to work. You know, between Put Fighter and projects in the past, you know, things that are invested in games and of and contents and shows and stuff like that. And you know, we really don't know it's going to work until we try it. So I thought, what the fuck? Fuck it. Let's try yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Cool. Um, I'm I'm just going um, to switch to Lianda and Tulu. So over the past, I, I think it's three years of Lucha now, I've had four different sets of partners and I'm really <laughs> hoping this is the last one. you um, a
1: common denominator though in all of this.
0: This is true. So, 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 so he's the so one fucking are we saying? shit up. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, are, what exactly are you saying? Um, I'm hoping this is the last one. <laughs> and I'm very confident, mainly because of the work that we're doing and the preparation that we've put in, um, the the thinking. Um, the the, the I feel like this is way more intentional, way more conscious and way more um valuable. Um, way before we even built out a, a solid partnership, I felt like the conversations that we were having were really, really important. And I just wanna understand like why do you guys think it was important to join Lucha?
1: Creation, content creation. Look, the way I see the world, experience the world, the way I understand the world is through content and through stories. And I, I don't know about you, but for the longest time for me, um, that's how I resonate with people. That's how I resonate with things. That's how I understand. That's how I make meaning. So offering information, consuming information, being a part of that information, that's it.
3: Leander. I hate seeing cool shit not getting the light of day. Um, hmm. <laughs> I I wanted to, I know how to scale shit, right? Like to some level, I want to be part of that. And I created a podcast primarily because I wanted to talk about things that I didn't see in South Africa, right? Like yeah. happening at all. And then these opportunities came up. I mean, Steve was just like, dude, come record your podcast here, you know? Because of, like the authenticity of it, right? And you've got one of the most authentic voices in South Africa that I've heard, right? Um, not just you, just the Lucha Network, and being part of that and growing that, ah, man, that excites me. You know.
2: Can I tell you something that I found from also having many partners in many businesses mm. and and you know getting fucked without loop badly m- many times? <laughs> oh, okay, let me tell you. There's. In every decision you make about taking on partners in a business, it comes down to a formula, right? To an equation. Sometimes it's a pros versus cons list. Sometimes it's a SWOT analysis. You know, you make these decisions based on information, right? And the information and how you process it will, you know, give more weight to your decision. And I actually found that the best way to think about partnerships is if one plus one doesn't equal four, don't do it. Mm. Mm. Right? Because you yourself, you know you're worth twice as much. Sure. Right? Yeah. If you are getting into partnership with someone and 1 plus 1 doesn't automatically make 2 plus 2, don't do it. Mm. Because you're going to feel undervalued. That person is is not going to find the right purpose and direction. And later in the journey, you're both going to be at a friction point and you're going to have to make a change. I think I hit that friction point very
0: quickly with previous founders.
2: Yeah, I've been in the same place with you, bro. because like, you know. We've been there together. Steve. Yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> TC and I, we both got like, I mean, I call him Top Cat. <laughs> For a long reason I'm not going to get into right now but like we've we've been in the same position with the same people and you know like you realize that what you need to ask yourself about the people in front of you that you're doing business with is like what is their expectation and what is your expectation of them right mm. because sometimes a partner will just give you money okay cool their expectation is you pay back the money with some profit and interest. Mm. Cool. You're happy, you know what that's about. They leave you alone to do your business. You know what you have to give them. They know what they're expecting of you. Yeah. The problem is like when you get into business with people and it's like, no, no, we'll do it 50-50. Okay, great. That's cool, but what do you bring? Mm. I know mm. what I gotta bring. What are you mm. bring? Yeah.
3: Yeah. If
2: you don't have that conversation from the beginning, if you can't have the hard conversation about who's doing what and what the expectation on both sides is from the beginning you're going to have it later and it's going to be fueled by frustration mm. and anger and debt and problems mm. you know like if you can't set the tone for your partnership from day 1 you're not going to set it in day 100 you know you
3: know what what's interesting i found that i've sort of found a workaround from that you probably know this method the splitting the pie method yeah um where you don't you don't vest the equity upfront right we've got all got a vesting schedule mm. right If you put in money, it obviously vests up front, right? But if you're doing it on sweat equity with partnerships, is you vest according to deliverables, right? Mm. And then you tie yourself to those deliverables in time frames. And then when you're fucking frustrated with someone, you just pull up the deliverables and go, you haven't delivered X, Y, and Z. And when somebody's delivering, you don't get frustrated with them. Even if you don't like their personality or whatever. You're like, we're different people. That makes a lot
1: of sense. That Mm. actually makes a lot of sense. Especially because... If you, I mean, from the position that you're sitting in, MASH, you have a brand to protect. You know, you have mm. a, a dream to protect, essentially. And you're bringing in all these other partners. Yes, we may all be on the same page as you, but ultimately, you need to call the shots. If shit's not happening. It's not happening. Mm. Yeah. And there's there's no time to be like, okay, but we can split revenue. It's <laughs> your efforts. Give you the word. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But yeah. also, it needs to match. Yeah, yeah,
0: but I also feel like... Um, being overly attached to things is risky sometimes. I'm very, very passionate about this. I think this is probably my next 10 years in terms of the work that I really want to do, mainly because I feel that um, this could be the thing that changes media in Africa forever, right? And um, this could be the thing that really changes the way people tell stories about Africans. I think this could be the thing that shows people that there's value in investing in young people becoming part of the media infrastructure.
2: Okay, well, I agree with that. Um, you know, I've, I've had a couple knocks in the media space and try to figure out what the real landscape is because there's no stats that tells you anything really in no. South Africa or across Africa, right? And for context, I've been to like a lot of African countries as well and I've seen different markets and different experiences and places. What's important to remember is that you are in Africa. You're not in the West. You're not in the East. You're in the middle. And the middle is different. From everywhere else, right? Yep. So you can't have a you know pick and place strategy. No, that worked in that market. Let's drop it here; it'll do the thing. No, you can't do that. What needs to happen is a mentality of failure and a mentality to try, because oh, yeah. that's not really a South African thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a number of factors that will deteriorate someone from taking a risk, right? Mm-hmm. Black tax is one of them. Mm-hmm. Your your parents will not accept that you're going to go and risk five years, 10 years of your life doing entrepreneurship. Mm. Whereas, white parents do that. They're used to that. Mm. Like, in the Valley, you're expected to have a startup in your garage. Otherwise, you're wasting your time. <laughs> right? Like, mm. very different culture when sets. When are you making your first billion? What's yeah, wrong with yeah. you? Where's your startup? <laughs> what's going on? Why aren't you making an app <laughs> for sharing dick pics? Come on, <laughs> man, what's going on? You know, right. but the thing is like, there's that culture of, of failure. You're allowed to fail. You're you're supported to fail. Mm. I mean... All VC, you know, capitalists that have ever written books always talk about failure. And the last point I want to add to that is that, you know, I've just finished the the Ben Harwood's book, right? Mm. The hard thing about hard oh, things. Man. Oh dude. man, dude, Fuck. the Bible, Fuck. the Bible, second only <laughs> okay. to good to great. The Bible. Yeah. We need to go to church.
1: <laughs> 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 we need to go to church.
2: But um, you know, so one of the excerpts he talks about is like it's it makes so much sense. It's like. You'll sit in a VC meeting and a company will come in and pitch to him and there'll be two co-founders, right? Mm. And like, okay, cool. So who's the CEO? Oh, no, we're both but CEOs. <laughs> uh, no. Okay, so who makes the final decision? <laughs> no, we make it together. What happens if there's like, if you disagree on something? No, we don't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> then why is there two of you? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, automatically. the same thing. Yeah. Then why, why do you need another person? Like, it's, it's not something anyone wants, right? Yeah. Being a CEO is a shitty job. Fuck. Like, you are... You are responsible for everything, everything, yeah. everything, right? For you to both not to know the clear lines be- mm. between the distinctions, you don't have the clear lines between your partnership, mm. you're standing in front of a VC firm who knows this is not going to work.
3: And they haven't worked together for very long.
2: Yeah, even if you've been working together at a company for 10 years and you're ha- both at the same position, someone has to be in charge. Someone. Mm. And it doesn't have to be out of equity, doesn't have to be about revenue, doesn't have to be about salary, doesn't have to be about anything someone has to make the hard decisions, right? Vernie talks about this in Scaling Up. Yeah. That somebody's only accountable
3: to one person. You can't be accountable to two people. Mm. Uh, Divisions of power makes it
2: impossible for that person to know who they answer to. So 100% agree, you know? (laughs) <laughs> so like this is the, these are the conversations that everyone should have when they go into partnership. They got to have full transparency mm. and accountability. Mm. If you don't have those from day one, you're not going to find them day one thousand. I guarantee you that much. And all you're going to do is you're going to piss away your time and someone's money, and you're still not going to have clear lines of distinction, right? And you know you got to have the balls. Someone in the group has to say, "I'm in charge. It's my responsibility, and I'll be held accountable." Knowing that when you do fuck up, because you probably will, that everyone's going to look at you with those eyes of Mm -hmm. saying well you want the responsibility you gotta take it like (laughs) it's easy to point fingers but it's hard to have the the fingers pointed at you
0: I think that's like one of the biggest um problems I had with the past partnerships that I had where Mm -hmm. people were just going, oh no, we'll sort of figure it out later. Like Mm -hmm. who's in charge? We'll figure that out later. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: The thing you figure out later is not the people and the roles people have. It's what you're taking to the market. Exactly. Mm -hmm. There's points in your business where you can pivot, where you need to be fluid and Mm -hmm. dynamic. And there's points where you have to be rigid and structured. Yeah. Right? Like if you don't have rigid, if you don't have rigidity and structure from day one, man, you're just opening yourself up to a lot of pain, bullshit, WhatsApp messages, voice notes,
3: <laughs> ten-page <laughs> ten WhatsApp messages yeah. where everyone's going shade in. on Facebook. <laughs> it's all Sub-tweets. of that. Sub tweets. the group. Yeah, I explain that to like um, my team my employees at the People's Fund all the time. They're like, "I want an increase." I'm like, "How much more responsibility have you taken, right?" Um, because. Because one of the biggest, most annoying things is, right, is people want to get paid more, but they don't want to take on more responsibility, right? So one of the most important things I've learned since now we have a formal board at the People's Fund, Jesus Christ, the CEO is the worst job you could ever take, guys. There's nothing worse than being a CEO. I can't imagine a job worse than that. The pay is decent, but that job is shitty, like proper, proper shitty. And... What we need to get to a state in is, you're not asking how much more am I getting paid. You're asking how much responsibility do you want to take on, mm. like that. That determines what role you jump into. It's, right. It's not a what's my
0: reward, right? Like. Uh, so I was listening to Naval yesterday, mm. and, and he was talking about this: just how much more accountability is will, is someone willing to take mm. on specific tasks, um, specific roles, whatever it is, mm. if someone's willing to take on more accountability as mm-hmm. in, okay, I am accountable for this much more, then it's fine to go, okay, I want more money. Mm. But if it's just, and also ha- taking on more accountability makes you much more valuable mm. to that organization as well it makes you way less replaceable. Mm. Because if you can take in more and I can still pay you, you know, moderately the same or possibly a bit more, yeah. but I know that you Will take this on, mm. and you will own it, and you can deliver on it. Mm. That changes the dynamic, mm. and that matters.
2: Yeah. So, I, you know, I, l- let's do a role play exercise, right? Because I've had this problem a thousand times. I've had like a hardware store with my family that had like seventy people. Empire State got up to fifty four before you know I got out of that. Mm. You know, I've been in all like kinds of different before spaces before I got out. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> lucky you didn't stick it out. To those <laughs> um, Anyway, let's do a role playing exercise. Who wants to play with me? I'll play. Let's go. Okay. TC, let's do it. You you're employee, I'm employer. Right? Okay. You you want a raise. Sure. Go. How would I go about that? I don't no. want to
3: teach my I don't want to teach my team. If they listen to this, they'll teach it'll teach my team how to get the raise. No,
2: th- <laughs> you're not getting the raise. I'm just showing you how you need to think. Sure. So that if you want the raise, you're Steve, prepared to get it. Steve, um, I've been carrying
3: 12 boxes instead of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still getting paid for 10 boxes. Mm-hmm.
2: I'd like to go to 12 boxes. You'd like to, you'd like to carry on 12 boxes?
3: Yeah, I've been carrying 12. I'd uh-huh. like to get
2: paid for carrying 12. Okay, let me ask you. Uh, how much is a box worth?
3: So, Steve, the thing is, I, I'm just measuring it according to what you paid me. huh. Um, so you were paying me 500 bucks per box. Uh-huh. Now you're, paying, you're still paying me 5,000 rand. Uh-huh. I should be paid 6,000 rand.
2: Okay, you want that extra amount. Yeah. And you want to be liable to carry 12 boxes every day. What do you mean liable? So I'm going to make you carry 12 boxes every day. Like, you're going to have to make sure that you carry 12 boxes sure. every single day. Sure. You want that that extra 1,000 rand. Sure. For now, it looks like it's something I want. Okay, cool. And if I give you 15 boxes, you want 7.5. Is that what you want? I'm not sure I can carry seven, 15 boxes. Okay. Well, are you 100% sure you can carry 12? I'm pretty sure. Okay. All right. So, I'm going, to, I'm going to give you an increase on the premise that you can carry 12 boxes every single day for the next month because I can only justify after a month. Yeah. So carry those boxes for the next month, and if you do it and you don't drop any, and you always do twelve every single day, I'll give you what you want, knowing that your your value and the measurement of what your value is to the company is clearly defined.
3: But 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 I went I went to Best Buy, mm-hmm.
2: and they were giving six hundred rand per box. Okay, I interviewed for them. Okay, um, um, oh that's nice. So what you are giving you thirty days now? Are you are giving your notice? <laughs> no, I, I just I, I was just saying that they pay more. Yeah, so go to Best Buy. It's fine. So what happened? What, My man, let me tell you something. If somebody in your organization is telling you to go somewhere else, that someone else is paying them somewhere else better. Well, then what the fuck are you doing here? Go.
3: I only took. I only did that experiment with you because you've read um, Ben and yeah. you've read Good to Great. I knew you'd answer. That <laughs> yeah.
2: But like, bro, if,
3: if <laughs> like if you go to another organization to try get me to pay you more, fuck off.
2: Yeah, like, bro, I'm. Uh, it's like. It's like you're going to the bar when you're not single. You're mm. with someone. Mm. You're going to the bar to feel out the market. Mm. You know what you are? You're a whore. <laughs> That's what you are. Oh, <laughs> literally. <Okay. laughs> That's what you are. Not sure. Yeah. No, no, no. You want to, If you're not happy where you are and you want something else, cut your relationship off and go out and do something. Exactly. You'd owe that to that person. Like, you owe that. You must... If you want to be respected in life, you must have respect for life, mm. right? So if you're going to go out and fish out what the markets like, prepared to pay you, mm. well then you know what? You're not happy where you are. You want to be paid more. Stop doing what you're doing. I don't want you else. on my team.
3: If what I'm paying you is 100%. what determining that you're staying here, I don't want you on my team.
2: Because you know what? every employee doesn't really understand what their value is, and mm. that's what I always question: is like, what is your value? Because let's t- let's say okay, you make the company a hundred thousand rand a month because mm-hmm. you're a salesperson. Mm-hmm. Cool. You get paid ten. Mm. Okay, shit. Let me ask you, yeah? What does the company make out of the 100? Do you know? No. What does it cost to keep you in the seat? What does it cost to have electricity on? What does it cost to give you the kitchen and all the supplies? What does it cost to let you have 21 working days a a year to go on holiday? What does it cost? Mm. Oh, you don't know. Mm. So then how can you know what you want? Exactly. So when you understand what your role is, what your value is to a company, you will Deeply understand whether you're being exploited or not. And if you're being exploited, and you can clearly articulate why you're being exploited, and your employer still doesn't give you anything, well, you're in the wrong place, and you should go somewhere better. But if you don't know what you're arguing for, then you're you're just going on the premise that my emotional reaction is going to be correct. It sounded like Tulu wanted to touch on this because I just thought of
3: something. You know
1: what? I was mm-hmm. just um, backtracking sure. to what you said earlier. You know this 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 notion of my contribution equaling my share and and, and. Mm. I was just thinking about it in the context of a lot of environments, you get people who are putting in the work, they're doing what they need to do, but Mm. that stepping up and putting my hand up, it's almost like, okay, now we need this. So mash, are you available for it? Mm. Instead of having employees saying, Hey, I foresee a gap. I see that, there's a need. I see this, 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 this and mm. I'd rather put myself up and do it mm. than wait for the instruction mm. that comes from above, from mm. heaven, yeah. to say, "Hey, why don't you pick this up?" And therefore, we can maybe discuss. See, or but this is this is
2: where I'm, I'm at. Is like people need to understand value, right? On all on all spectrums, you got to understand what your value is in the company, what the value of the company is to you in your life. Mm. Like you're in a dead end job. You're only there for the money every month. You're no value to no one. Mm. You've you've not reached your performance, you're not excelling, you're not growing as an individual. You're just there for a salary and you're always gonna underdeliver. Even if
1: you are ticking the boxes, but you 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 did wait. Mm. Yeah? You're there, mm. but you're not there. But you need mm. to move. Yeah. Like mm.
2: the world is fluid and I understand that it's hard to find jobs right now. But if you're the right person for a job and you're interviewed and you deliver the correct presentation, you give the right like energy, people understand who you are, you're getting that job. Yeah. I've, hundred percent. I just
3: hired five people. Most of it was energy. Even though they passed, they ticked the things, Yeah. it was, I like how you think. Somebody did, there's an assessment in the test. Hmm. They did more than what the assessment asked for. Hmm. I was like, hey, you're in. And one of the questions I was asking, salary expectations. They were hmm. below what we were going in the market with. I was like, you are here to build, right? Yeah. Like you are here to build yeah. because you know I'm a small company. Yeah. And that brings back that other responsibility. So it's not only the employee's, respons- employee's responsibility, but the employer yeah. to train our people how to read the financials, right? Like, yeah. or to keep an open book of going... This is oh, how they-
1: certainly, yeah. You're yeah. right? Yeah. Like,
3: this is how much the company is making. This is the value you're bringing in. Mm. And this is how much I'm taking from your value. Mm. But because I'm orchestrating this whole thing mm. and ensuring you're getting a paycheck, I'm
0: going to take off of your head, right? I, like, think, I think it's going to be a very long time before South African... You know, startups, small businesses, or just corporates in general, Mm -hmm. start thinking that way. Mm -hmm. Where it's going, look, well, we can open this up. I will show you exactly what's happening. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Full transparency, full vulnerability. I Mm -hmm. want you to know Mm -hmm. what you're bringing to this whole thing and Mm -hmm. what this thing actually looks like. So, Mm
2: -hmm. I mean, I I give a lot of talks on the fourth industrial revolution, right? And what's the effect in emerging economies? Like, what will artificial intelligence do for countries that still have not developed to a point where there's a healthy poverty line, right? Mm, Like a a, a medium across it. And the problem that happens is that like the industrialized nations, the ones that have all the capital, the ones that are investing in this technology and and getting themselves into a position where they're going to maximize the profits from it are putting emerging economies at a huge disadvantage. Mm. What will happen though is that when new technologies allow for people to have more dynamic workplaces, you see that people find their their true callings much quicker. Like mm-hmm. you've seen this with millennials. Millennials are now on these apps and and on websites to get freelance work. Task Rabbit is a huge business in the states. Like the gig economy is a real thing, mm-hmm. right? And the gig economy is understandable by millennials because they're the ones who kind of built this economy by themselves. But the methodology of the gig economy will translate into more and more businesses. The fourth industrial revolution isn't going to slow the world down or it's going to take away jobs. It's going to accelerate jobs because over forty five percent of the arid land across the world that can be farmed is not being farmed. Mm. If you think about the amount of people that have jobs and the amount of people that don't, is a huge gap, right? The world economy is not even close to where it will be at its full potential, right? It needs catalysts to make those things expand. It needs another internet. It needs another smartphone. It needs more connectivity. It needs all these catalyst points. And they're all coming. There's nothing that you and I could do to stop it. They're coming. The question is when people embrace them well, then they'll be prepared for them. And I think the problem that sits is that in South Africa, everyone's got too many levels of stress points, right? Like I talk about black tax. It's been shown that one, you know, employed black individual will support seven people, right? That's the the equatable number. When you're in that position, you're not taking risks, Mm-mm. You're not moving to you new can't positions.
0: To, no. You can't
2: even yeah. afford to educate yourself, yeah. right? Mm. You can't even afford to get out of your trap. You have to stay put because there's seven people who are relying on you. Mm. You know, I've seen that in Mozambique. It was the same thing. I've seen that in Zambia. Like it's all culturally down to the fact that like one person who gets employed has to service his entire family regardless of how big his family is and there's no choice attached to it. There's even guys in my office who deal with that same problem. Mm. Until we can fix that issue, someone's not really going to take a risk and get a better job or, or, co- or climb the corporate ladder or you know, take the opportunity to try something else. And you know, while technology is going to empower more people to learn more skills and being able to learn more about things because of just access to it, without, you know, without a, a, a nature of embracing risk, it's going to be difficult for people to move.
3: I've got a different perspective on what's going to happen with the likes of AI and that technology. Well, let's hear it. So I think, so there's two things. Uh, there's the doomsday Um, perspective. Uh, Elon is not very wrong about that because we're inefficient as human beings just from a functional perspective, Mm -hmm. right? Machines could find us terribly inefficient and wipe us out. Yeah. Then there's the second perspective. Machines could create an environment where nobody has to starve. And then everybody is working from a base of, I'm fed, right? Mm -hmm. Then that creates the the environment. basics are covered. Basics are covered Mm -hmm. because they don't have to be maintained Mm -hmm. by Mm -hmm. anything, right? Like me and you are workers that need to eat and sleep. And, and 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 do stuff right mm-hmm. like and fuck like so that
2: we're sustained and it's Maslow Maslow's hierarchy is exactly, exactly that right
3: yeah. um machines don't need any of that shit mm. and they can solve the things that we basically need to function they can get us off of the the oil trap the co2 trap right and get us functioning in a world where everything is on solar and it's clean and all of those things then now you can tap into the creative side of human that's actually the entire purpose of why I went into the business I went into people can't think because they're broke Mm. right so you say okay create a generation of people who've got a bit of money so that the next generation can actually think and create the world Mm. because you can't think on an empty stomach Mm. J Cole said this on Forest Hill Drive, right? He's yeah. Live yours, right? Yeah. But I understand you're not gonna understand me, yeah. Because you still want the Rolex, cause you're you're broke. Yeah. But like I miss being broke, cause I was creative then, yeah. right? Like now I go shit. I thought I wanted money. I don't need money. Yeah. I need like s- s- scented sustenance for like a better way. Of yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. I've actually got that vinyl in my office on the I wall. I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorite <laughs> albums, dude. I think it's and especially that song, right? Like when I was in Cape Town and I was dealing with. You know, exiting out of Empire State and getting fucked like a donkey. Mm. Um, and while I was like trying to start up a new business, and I was trying to find myself the pizza business. Yeah, S- slice, right? Yeah, mm. yeah. Went, I went. Actually, it, been you have away. Yes. Oh no! i was pizza? That was good. Thank you, bro. It was it was good. Yeah, I was, remember when you did that. Yeah, by the way, it was a passion project, bro. I wanted to do something completely different, and that was the mm. moment in my life that I needed desperately. I needed to do something different. I needed to succeed at something different, and I needed to get my head out of the perspective that my partners had set that I was a failure. Mm. I needed to prove to myself that I wasn't Mm. and that I could do something great, and Mm. I did, and I had fun, and it was exactly what I needed, and it was the catalyst I needed to get back. I started this business from that business, Mm. right? Like, not exactly, but I left the pizza place because I started this with revitalized energy, a laptop, and a fucking VR headset, and three years later we were sitting in my podcast studio crazy do you know it's what amazing. I mean like, we, ne- you, you need that and mm. that song Love Yours was the jam the I used to have every day when I left the house go to the pizza place mm. I was like until I understand the value of life until mm. I understand the value of value mm. Mm. None of us means anything. Exactly. But also,
1: J. Cole is the whole, thing. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. The whole thing. The whole thing. <laughs> okay, uh, yes. we
2: will we, we'll take that. We'll, we'll digress. <laughs> from, from <laughs> there's another podcast dedicated to J. Cole. We could do that on Spiel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We've done broad strokes, right? Yeah. Like from. Your
2: well, partnerships, bro. I think it all comes down to Partnerships, the future. Well, um, everyone's perception of value is important, right? Mm. I
1: like that. I think that's a nice um, takeaway. Just thinking about thinking consciously yeah. your value, the value that you're trying to extract from whatever projects the kind of people that you're working with, mm. the environments that you put yourself in mm. um, you know we get we need to be done with this business of just doing stuff for doing stuff for the mm. sake of having another thing yeah, you know? yeah. I think
0: yes. I, I think that's like a good way to end so each of us go um, what is the value that you want to take from this partnership? And the value that you want to add to the world. Do I have to say something too? Because I'm not a partner. You're a, I mean, you're a, you're you are a partner. A partner. You're in a no, way. Okay. <laughs> <I mean, laughs> no. all, right, all right, fine. All right, fine, fine Who wants fine. to go first? You. Okay. Um, I want to fundamentally shift the media landscape in Africa. And the value I have to bring to that is enormous um, tenacity in creating things that matter. Content that has impact and value in terms of the in education and empowerment we offer through the stuff that we make
1: For me I want to I wanna allow for perspective Perspective is so important, I want people to be able to experience the world in different ways, to be able to see the world to to be able to understand themselves through the kind of content that we offer them to be able to understand everything in and around them so that they can find value in and of themselves you know in isolation, but also within the context of everything that's happening around you. It's very easy to get lost within yourself. Hey? Mm. It's very, very easy to do that.
2: How about you?
3: You can't let the token white guy go last. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'm not
2: white, I'm Caucasian. It's different. I don't have flip-flops, I don't wear shorts, all right? You've
3: you've got Forest Hill Drive. You're definitely not white. You're Caucasian. No, Caucasian. (laughs)
2: Fact. Yo, if you actually have to see my rap collection in vinyl, you'd you'd be surprised.
3: I remember the Sonos when you used to play your play. It wasn't bad. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Sorry, We're we're having (laughs) a bro bro moment. All right, so
2: look, here's, here's the thing, right? I'm sick and tired of production companies and studios and people who make content in South Africa and across Africa die because, you know, people don't have a voice. People don't have power to, like, make decisions. We're at the monopolies of other people, Mm. right? And we're not going to have a race discussion about who owns what. But Mm. the case is that there's a few who have all the power. And mediums like this and opportunities to create new kinds of content and get a message across to a new audience and to get people to understand that there are things happening in their backyard. Mm. There are things that are worth giving their time to. I mean, if you had an hour and a half, would you go watch a Hollywood blockbuster at a staircine core? Or would you listen to, you know, an educational conversation between local peers that are in the same city as you? Mm. That are relatable. You
1: yes. Know. yes. And, people you and approachable. Like, yeah, and that
2: you could, yeah. like, reach out to and you could be involved in. And you can create content that people can resonate with mm. instead of just consuming. Mm. I'm sick and tired of consumption mm. i want to be like production mm. i want to produce mm. so that more people can consume and more people can produce and we can stand by ourselves and not be at the mercy of people outside of our borders right nice. we want i want things that make people proud to be south african and mm. to you know to take the opportunity to make touching pieces of content that can resonate with the people that need it awesome
3: me personally um I found what I'm good at, right? And there's nothing that feels better than using what I'm good at to create something out of nothing, right? That like really fulfills me. So that's what I'd like to get out of the podcast where <clears throat> you guys are all the creatives and all the creative uh, people who create the content and know how to get audiences on onto the podcast and that sort of thing. I'd like to create the structure. I'm good at structure so that it can scale right so th- what I want to get out of the podcast uh, I'd love to see it budging not the podcast the, the, the platform budging into the biggest platform in the continent
0: that's what would give me satisfaction
1: African stories by Africans
0: mm-hmm. I'm not sure which sound to press I think we should end with a...
1: <laughs> no <laughs>
0: Steve likes <laughs> the green button <laughs> I do like the green button but uh, uh, to, to
2: add to your point yeah. Well done, sir. Well done. That was perfect, guys. Thank you so much.
0: Cool.
1: I'm